Happy Friday, my podcast family, and welcome to Caregiving is a Ministry, where we look at the Word of God through the lens of caregiving. Don't forget to follow me on Facebook at Caregiving is a Ministry, all one word. Today, we have a very, very surprising psalm, and I can't wait to get into it, so let's do it. We're looking at Psalm 90, and I'll be reading from the New American Standard Bible. Here we go. Lord, you have been our dwelling place in all generations. Before the mountains were born, you gave birth to the earth and the world. Even from everlasting to everlasting, you are God. You turn mortals back into dust and say, return your sons of mankind. For a thousand years in your sight are like yesterday when it passes by, or like a watch in the night. You have swept them away like a flood. They fall asleep. In the morning, they are like grass that sprouts anew. In the morning, it flourishes and sprouts anew. Toward evening, it wilts and withers away. For we have been consumed by your anger, and we have been terrified by your wrath. You have placed our guilty deeds before you, our hidden sins in the light of your presence. For all our days have dwindled away in your fury, and we have finished our years like a sigh. As for the days of our life, they contain seventy years, or if due to strength, eighty years. Yet their pride is only trouble and tragedy, for it quickly passes and we disappear. Who understands the power of your anger and your fury according to the fear that is due you? So teach us to to number our days that we may present to you a heart of wisdom. Do return, Lord. How long will it be? And be sorry for your servants. Satisfy us in the morning with your graciousness that we may sing for joy and rejoice all our days. Make us glad according to the days you have afflicted us and the years we have seen evil. Yet your work appears to your ser- appear to your servants and your majesty to your children. May the kindness of the Lord our God be upon us and confirm us the work of our hands. Yes, confirm the works of our hands. So, do you have any idea who may have written this particular song? bet you don't. (laughs) It is a prayer and it was written by Moses. Yes. And this is a nice break in our routine from the, you know, the brothers of Korah and David and Asaph. We have something written from Moses and it's a prayer. And so now let's go ahead and analyze and see what Moses has to say to us today. The first two verses really speak to the unique relationship that Israel had, has with God, maybe had. (laughs) Moses highlights how they have relied on God for everything. The dwelling place um, in uh, verse one is metaphorically used to mean, you know, provider protection. 
God is everything that they need and has sustained them and supplied them throughout their generations. It may be safe to say, though, as we go through this, that this prayer was probably written in response to them being in the wilderness. We'll see. Verses 3 and 6 addresses God's immortality and his power. Moses provides provides praise and acknowledgement that God exists outside of time and that he is the creator of all. The majesty of God's power is displayed in the rhythm of life also. There is a season when the grass grows and then it withers away. And that portion reminds me of the words in Ecclesiastics written by um, Solomon. Do they to you? But these chunk of verses 3 through 5 through 6, it's really just talking about who God is, his immortality, his eternity, right? And I do believe, I see that rhythm of life. Now we're getting into the portion, which is the remainder of the prayer, that makes me think that Moses wrote this while they were in the wilderness. Because the remainder of it is a lament, lifting up their frustrations with how God's of, of God's wrath and of his anger and that, you know, it's been directed at them. Verse 9 states how their de- days dwindle, which can happen when you're walking around in circles year after year, right? I do like how Moses asked God to show them how to live productive lives in verse 12. I'll read it again. So teach us to number our days that we may present to you a heart of wisdom. And of course, if you have different translations, it'll read differently. But they're really asking, Moses is really asking the Lord to help them appreciate the time that God has given them, that they use it wisely. And that's the lesson for us in this prayer. Verse 13 is our clue. (laughs) Although this is a prayer, this is the clue that it is a lamenting psalm or prayer. How long, God? (laughs) Moses asked right? He phrased it, do return. How long will it be? And then he says, and be sorry for us. He wants God to come back to them, to no longer be apart from them, to have pity on them and return them to the state of blessings and favor that they once had. They're tired of mourning and they want to celebrate and be joyful once again. Then lastly, um, the very last verse is almost a bookend for me with verse 12. In verse 12, Moses asked God to help them be good stewards of the life of their lives, right? And then he asks him, he kind of rephrases it in a request to confirm the work of their hands. This means to allow them to be productive and fruitful, not to be stagnant and idle, but productive and with the time that God has allotted each of them and collectively as a people. So, based on our analysis now, we know that this is a lamenting psalm written as a prayer by Moses. And there is one takeaway. Well, there are probably many, but we're going to highlight one takeaway today. And it is stewardship. Stewardship of the life, of the time that God has given each of us. Are we being idle with our time? 
Are you being idle with your time? Am I being idle with my time? Are we making the most of the time God has given us or are we complaining? You know, even in caregiving, you can be idle. (laughs) You can be. When God called me to care for my mom, I still had a career. He didn't tell me to retire, although I could have. I really didn't want to, and he didn't urge me to. So I kept on, I kept my career. And he also called me to teach adult Bible study during that time. All of this while I was caring for my mom. And in this age of multitasking, it's interesting because I do have a different take on this. One thing to multitask because God has made us multi-dimensional beings. There, we can do many things, but you can't do many things at once and do them all real well. So you have to be able to be good stewards of your time to learn how to prioritize. But God didn't make us to be one-trick ponies. There are many things that we can do. I know those of you out there are parents, your spouses, as well as being, you know, having a career and then caregiving and whatever. So we're meant to do more than one thing, but you can get idle even in caregiving if if that's all you think that you can do. Your mind can become idle. And so God gives us other things to do. I know with me, looking back on my caregiving days, I'm like, the only way I made it was through the Lord. But I can also see that he kept me gainfully employed so that I wouldn't sit and mope and start to worry and get an idle mind. And he could be doing that same thing for you. Now that I'm no longer caregiving, I'm retired, right? I retired from the military. God has been wrestling with me. I should say I've been wrestling with God because he told me what I needed to do. But in my mind, I'm like, I'm retired. I shouldn't have to do anything. But he's given me all of these ideas and dreams and things that I need to birth into existence. So I'm not retired. (laughs) I'm retired from the army, but I'm not retired from the life that God has given me. I have to get up as if I'm going to work because I am. I have school now. I have papers to do. I have books that I'm trying to write and get published. All sorts of things are going on. And if I try to sleep until 8 o'clock because I'm retired, I won't get any of that done. And you know what? I don't think there's anywhere in the Bible where it talks about retiring and doing nothing. (laughs) So we're always going to be doing something. We just need to make sure it's what God has given us to do. We want to be good stewards of his time. So today, let's go to God. Let's seek his direction and seek where he wants us to be and how he wants us to use the precious time he's given us. Let's pray. We thank you, Lord, for being a God who exists outside of time. (laughs) But we also thank you, Lord, for being a God who's given us a portion of time. And although we don't know the time or place when you will call us home to be with you, we do know that you've left us here for a reason and for a purpose. And sometimes the purpose can change at times because 
you give us different tasks to do within that lifespan. And so it changes. I had a purpose of taking care of mom. Now I have a purpose of going to school. Those of us who are caregivers have, you know, a time of caregiving, a time for having a career, a time for being a spouse, a time for being a parent. And so that all adds to our overall purpose of why you created us, the mission that you created us to do here on this earth. And so we come to you asking for you to show us how to be good stewards of the time that you've given us. Help us to know the time that each of us need to go to bed, the time where each of us need to get up, how much time we need to prioritize for all the different tasks and milestones that you have placed within our hearts and goals and dreams, all of those things, Lord. And then, Father, to display that before you and give you the right which you have to rearrange it for us. Perhaps we're seeking something that you really have not ordained. Get it out of our plate and help us to be accepting of that. We want to be good stewards in everything that you give us. Good stewards with the finances that you ask us to manage. Good stewards with the time that you ask us to manage. Good stewards with your creation that you put here for us to manage. And good stewards of the relationships that you place before us. Help us to be wise. To seek your wisdom which you say you will lavish on us freely. To be ever, ever thankful of the time that you've given us. Bless the caregivers, Lord. Help them to feel your peace and your love and help them to prioritize their time so that they have time to be with you and they have time to regenerate and, and, and renew themselves. Give them some me time, Lord, so that they can relax during their caregiving season. We love you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, my podcast family, make sure you're good stewards of the time that God has given you and minister the act of caregiving in the name of Jesus. Bye.